0: These transcriptions are pillars of the violin repertoire. When did you start writing, and
1: why? Well, let's start first. I was a little indifferent until my father said, now, be sure, why don't you try Sakokiran by Ellis? So I tried it. Well, not bad, but really later. I had this girl from any you know, you he heard her. Diana Carlos, who was one of the dancers of I will attribute that to the inspiration that triggered me to do other transcription, because mm-hmm. the way she graciously danced, I was picturing, why well, if I could do this on the violin? ta 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 ta, ta ta So, it's not as fast as we are playing now. Oh. But for the answer, that was right. That's how it started. She was with the Philippine Women's University dance troupe. And then from there, I said, Well, it can be possible. So I started the next one. Then I don't know how it evolved into one after the other. I'll say this I cannot write the compositions in the notes myself. I am not a composer, but I have to get a good friend who helped me write the notation. But I can see that when he did something, it was different from what I wanted. So, in general speaking, my transcription prevailed. Since then, We've been using that in playing in various parts of the Philippines from Bukolo to the north of Luzon.
2: shared with me that it was his father, Dr. Doroteo Cabaya, who was a nationalist, although he himself was an accomplished violinist. He finished both uh, violin and medicine in uh, Chicago, uh, Russ Medical College, and took postgraduate studies in violin and medicine in Berlin. And and so, Hamburg, Hamburg. Hamburg, Hamburg. Then he came back to the Philippines and got married and raised a family. He was always a nationalist. So after Lopez came back from the Cess of Carnegie Hall, he challenged him, why don't you do something about Philippine music? Because all you play is classical music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have proven yourself, but what well, about the Philippines. So that was the challenge. And uh, as he said, he started with Itikitik, Sakabukiran, and then eventually Aikasud and Sakabukiran. And then uh, your first uh, 45 RPM, mm-hmm. that was Aikasud and Sakabukiran, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And uh, considering that all of these inscriptions have been started in the 1950s, so you're talking of how many decades now, when we look at, listen to the record, we didn't want to change anything. So you can see he was, And he was inspired by a lot of other things like Paruparong Bukid, you know, the, what is that, writing the walls? the pianist, Charles
1: uh, I got that idea for the piano component by this uh, famous composer who made a description of so We do all the intricacies. Hey, this is very good. So
2: I adapted it. Also, uh, Bahay Kubo, ala Paganini, mm-hmm. Paganini Caprices, and some with Bach. So, influences from what he has been playing. A case of being able, having been able to play you know, all those difficult words in their original states. And then here comes, he wanted to do something uh, about the Philippine music. Then So, he has to look for materials like the Foxo materials, Paruparukid. Those are sung sing by uh, little children, no? or Bahay Kubo while they're playing and somehow you know it would get him to inspire to expand it, develop it. So it becomes a new work, a transcription.
3: Did you use any written like collection of songs or you you it is from audio or from the sound of it? I remember Colonel Anthony Ventura, mm. and that time they went around Philippines oh. notating the from all over. So, did you use any of these uh, notations? No, but
2: I think uh, the fact that he was already going around the province, like if you notice, there is from Ilocano, ti may Pamuli. Pamuli now is quite common. Then in the Visayas, you hear ang pispis ng no, I can it. So, from his uh, trips to the provinces, yes. I believe that's where he got some ideas.
0: When did you write your newest transcription? The last was
1: 1961.
2: I believe those transcriptions went one after another because all those transcriptions were arranged already before we even met. Mm. So, I believe from 1957, Siguro? Because when you were in Hawaii, you're already playing Sakabukira, and So it's from the old programs. So it could be from the ni- late like 1957 up to 61, 65 or earlier. Or so let's say a period of seven to eight years, the transcripts came out quite well. So he was inspired to do. That. Even I you know
3: because I saw an album, I one album where. This, you mentioned there that Mucha Nampatig was
2: added later. Uh, only the recording, Only the recording. but, but the transcription had been there. Uh, ah, yes. yeah. Previous to our meeting, he recorded two or four no, See, with his sister Marcelita. And then when we met uh, later and uh, uh, we recorded, the next time he recorded something was the 30 folk song recording, which we did in Los Angeles, California. And the same church where we got to read the same piano. That we, you know, ah. So that was where we had the recording. When we came back, brought the long play record, or reproduced it in the Philippines. Then uh, this uh, Loritan friend, and, uh, he said you should include Mutya ng Pasig. He said we have to check on copyright <laughs> because it was written by Abelardo. But he insisted that no, you have to. So the next recording that was already on, parang cassette pa no or CD na, uh, CD that was Mutya ng Pasig. So. All the 13 fox songs originally recorded was done on recorded on his Stradivarius violin, beautiful. Weird. But with the mucha plastic, uh, by yeah. the time we have already sold the Stradivarius, but still sounded beautiful. So that was added. that in the 13 Philippine fox songs.
3: But you continue to arrange for the group for the family.
2: This time I'm the arranger.
3: Yes, yeah, because I
2: had to arrange considering the different level of uh, mm-hmm. the, the kids, because the Cecilia and they older, Gilberto came much later. And I said, if we don't include, if we just perform without Gilberto, he will lose interest. So I had to first, even if he played very simple, he was part of the family. You
3: know, we brought up the Amador story about the violin. You had an Amador violin for the... the violin, oh. Yes. No, I had my violin made by Amador before, in But since I was in Cebu, I could not pick it up when it was done. But Amador called me I said, Jeff, the violin you <laughs> oh, ni Mr. Kabayaw, so <laughs> So this, this is, yeah, yeah. so, this is uh, the violin that Ertamaya that made for me. I think he played on this first before I did.
0: This was 1999. Speaking of the Stradivarius you owned, did it have any influence the way you transcribe the folk songs? Or, to a more general question, what characteristic of music did you want to bring out in your inscriptions?
1: Well, you might, might say the Stradivarius helped very much and I could do some harmonics. This is where Stradivarius, who did this thousands of years ago, so this is the one that also influenced me to make the transcription.
0: What sort of sound did you bring out in the transcriptions you made? Uh, are any characteristics that find them? No, Not really. uh,
1: because Stradivars responded on any tone, right? Yeah. And one thing, before he passed away, we made the recording of a trio with Amado on his first cello, myself and Mrs. Claire. Hubert Trio. Hubert Trio.
0: You did say that a lot of young musicians sort of, they sort of don't see what Mr. Caballo is trying to bring out of the music.
2: Especially the past several years, we can listen to uh, the performances of the young violinists through youth, especially during the pandemic, and we had all of to listen. And we noticed that although uh, still uh, the, not that many violins can play because we have not released the book because we stopped distributing those because of so many things we needed to edit. And so, for a time, there were no available music score for the violinist. Although, the Napsha has always, has often included uh, some of his works as a concert piece. I think that was one of the avenues through which the had a chance to play his transcriptions. But we noticed that um, they usually missed the point. And that was what we tackled this morning and this afternoon. Like, the violinists have to differentiate between, like, pasig, uh, it's something that is sad about love, loss, and everything. I call it also about love. But there's a difference. Or will So it really is a case of knowing more about the music. Like, you know, uh, the song of Schubert may be different from the songs of Brahms. You know, they cannot. you cannot just uh, say, okay, that's a song. And then I try to differentiate that. We pointed it out, the young musicians is more. Like, parang um, bukid. just butterfly don't make it sound like a bumblebee <laughs> see because oftentimes uh, just because there are so many they make it virtuosic it's virtuosic but don't lose see to the purity of the folk materials and philippine songs are very simple very simple you cannot romanticize etiquette uh, uh, otherwise it's like ducklings <laughs> something like that very basic uh, 101 rule on how do you define the character of the work. So I guess it was uh, a, a thing, like Muchanang Pasig is one of our words. very classic. In fact, it was composed by Billardo, And um, the way he was transcribed it, I said, and after so many decades of playing it, I'm still discovering beautiful things. The interplay between the piano and the, and the violin. Because usually, Philanus uh, is song like
0: fox song, so they can it for granted. Oh, here we go to Mr. Tagala. What was it like learning the transcriptions or just learning under Mr. Bio in general?
4: As we can see, um, most of the fox songs usually just a um, simple uh, melody. But as you listen to his transcription, if you observe it on it, like the piano is doing some beautiful part also. And at the same time on the violin, it is something that you don't have to just play it away. It is something that you have to really learn it, especially the notes. It's kind of tricky. Especially there's so much double stops, runs, and even um, his slow pieces, you really have to play it so well because it is challenging. The violinist also, how to produce the beautiful sound. This playing both the pianist must also learn his part and not only the violinists. So it's between two of them that really are, you have to play it really well. It's something that the violinist cannot just play right away. They really have to play it so well. I mean, really learn it before they play it. And then as much as possible for me, I think we have to listen to the recording of Sir Because until now I've been playing it for a long time, but every time I listen to it, sometimes I, I form a bad habit that I play it in a different way. And then sometimes I romanticize it. I do so much uh, slides. It's <laughs> in- inappropriate right. to piece. <laughs> that It's not becoming, it's out of character of it. Uh,
0: it's interesting that you describe it that way because the way a lot of musicians describe Filipino music is emotional and full of passion. There is a way to overdo it. <laughs> there is a way to uh, play passionate that is not Filipino. Now, Sir so Jeffrey, uh, what can you say about Mr. Caballo's transcription? How Actually, your children have played it? Well, first time for me to hold
3: this piece. I haven't really been able to teach uh, any of my students. Um, about three days ago, uh, we received some, and we tried some of them to try it out no, for one day, two days. no. So, But right away, I appreciate the details that came to these editions. So at least their fingerings, their Boeing, so it makes our life easier as a teacher, <laughs> because sometimes it makes us hesitate to teach certain material. Number one, we haven't played it ourselves, and number two, it's a new material, and you have put in all the fingers and bowings. So, uh, thank you for putting in all those details, okay. the Boeing, fingering, so no more problem about it, no more questions about it, no? Because what we did was recording audio, mm-hmm. so we never see your fingerings there, no? In the audio, we can probably figure it out, and even the bowings. Since now, with the printed, it's it's there. So I'm really very excited. That's why I told you I promised to make one recital, everybody playing this the entire
0: album. You are going
1: to say things or are... Yes. For the benefit of the public. When he say double stars, I meaning two strings play at the same time. Three strings, this is another way. Four strings is another way how you place your bow. That is where it's very important because you can do four strings, three strings, you can do it many times if you don't know how to do it. It is would very frustrating. So i just like to uh, add some information on that. To follow up what Jim's saying,
2: what makes the Fox Song transcriptions really solid, in a sense, you know, is that I yeah. Lopez made it I a mean, point that piano and violin have a very close relation between those music. Like, That's why I said, if you put away the piano part, violin part will be so thin. And so, kulan. So not like a work, you know, their interaction between the piano and the violin, they take turns in taking the stage. I've been playing transcriptions for a long, long time, even up to now. And Some of the technical difficulties are always there, both for the violin and the piano. And uh, proof of that, we ask a friend, a very good pianist, and I challenge you, sight-read, please oh, name-drop the friend. <laughs> 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 René Del we were during lunch. Said, oh, yes, I'm a sight-reader. And they said, okay, with, with, with me. But I was already saying, even I, I'm i supposed to be a good sight-reader. I cannot sight-read. I had really had to learn. Even now, I have to review. We challenged him, and then uh, he came and played the uh, pommelino. P- p- <laughs> it was really hard, you know. <laughs> but meaning, the, the challenge there is that you really have to put your taste into it, you know, bite uh, bite into it and really work on notes. And then that's when you will really enjoy performing this transcription.
5: Listening to the folk songs of my dad has always been part of our life. Growing up, we heard them rehearse these songs over and over again, even, you know, while we're sleeping and they would, you know, stay up late rehearsing. So in a way, we were not aware of it at the time, but I think we would constantly listen to it unconsciously. So uh, it's also part of, you know, brings back memories of our childhood. And also we've witnessed them perform these folk songs as we accompanied them in the lecture recitals through the years. And we have seen also how many the students that, that they perform for, how the folk songs were very well received. It also brings back memories every time you would give concerts to Filipino communities in the United States, or in Hong Kong, and just hearing and seeing the reactions of these audience members either it would bring tears to their eyes they would hum they would clap or would tap with their feet and so for that's quite a nostalgic feeling it also reminds them of how it is to be a Filipino and so it takes on more meanings to
0: it. What do you think has changed over the years? Are there any differences in the sensibilities of musicians today, musicians of your time, Mr. Cabana, that makes it more difficult for them to learn your transcriptions?
1: Well, it depends on the technical efficiency of today's. But you know, I will say this, what the teachers can teach them, how to practice, that's the most important thing. And one of the things, also, is very important before they learn it, they should look at the music and sing it, sing. Uh, it is, ta-ta-ta-ta, yum, ta-ta-ta, oh, that's ba long. Ta-ta, ta-ta-ta, it's unmusical. That is where being critical of how you interpret it, by your own singing. I don't mean that they should really imitate me, but you should No, none of this s- slide, that uh, slide, you know, why? You <laughs> really have something yeah. else,
0: those slides. I've yeah. <laughs> 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 mentioned it many times. <laughs> it's something that young musicians would do.
2: This is where we heard some, you know, we said the young people tend to get pop, that's their exposure to popular music. We know this before that G. would, when we ask him to play classical music, no problem. But when we ask him play something, the tone changes, it adapts to the popular uh, sound. No? So, with this, since the transcriptions are of classical sphere, then they should still do that. In other otherwise it's like bastardizing. <coughs> if they, they make it sound like the pop music. Nothing we are nothing against, but it has to be done yeah. for the right uh, not for the the place. Point. That's not okay. <laughs> and then uh, they just have to understand like Mucha ng Usually some singers we hear would think they're mad they're so mad or scared. No, it is grief, you know, it's uh, despair and everything. There's passion, but need it's not be the kind of passion of anger or something. But then you have to differentiate. So. It's
0: really knowing what is the music about. Finally, tell us about these new books that we have here. Are these in publication? We had it published
2: in 2008. In fact, it's copyrighted. Uh, it was in all in one book. But then, unfortunately, there was not much time for us to edit it well. So books were published, but, and we had to stop the distribution because there were just too many uh, things that needed to be edited. Mm. And somehow busy. So since 2008, it's only now, 2023, mm. that we are uh, reprinting it and redistributing. And we divided it into books now, book one and book two. So a total of 10 uh, folk songs, because of the same level difficulty. So they are all uh, concert transcriptions for violin and piano by uh, Gil Lopez. We are producing also two uh, other levels, one will be for the intermediate, intermediate uh, level and the other one is the beginner's level. Are
3: same titles or different different. Titles? different different, I don't
2: know, some are the same, oh, some but are, the but the level is different. Like uh, Atik, Atik we're also transcribing almost the same uh, and then, but of course, simply, sometimes we change the key. Yeah. And then,
1: Uh-oh.
2: yes, and the piano part, the piano part will also be kinder, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kinder. It's just like saying this is the ultimate, you know, that, that the level, both for piano, violin, and in the second, we met some parents. These are beautiful, but our children cannot play it yet. And we notice, if especially abroad. Uh, so many of the young Filipino children are there, uh, they play the violin and the parents would want them to do something Filipino, but they don't have materials. Mm. So we hope in the next two, three months we'll be able to produce and also, as we said, it was brought up by Jeffrey. Uh, what is needed now, there are more and more students playing string instruments. We will also publish uh, our arrangement of uh, not only film music, but also some classical Four, four violins, so you can multiply. That. So still more or less the same style that, that he has started. So it's just that out of necessity, I as the mother had to make something for our children. But we noticed that the sound of four strings or multiply it, twenty strings, just like you know Borshak uh, is a string serenade. All strings beautiful.
0: Well, thank you so much. Now this a post post and a bit of a sentimental question. Mr. Caballo, what keeps you playing for so long? <laughs> uh,
2: good question. What keeps playing for so long?
1: Not lately.
2: But you're actually yeah, from a concert. Papa,
1: yes. Oh, yes. Uh, she would say, hey, why don't we try, instead of, example, Sicilian, uh, at first I was going to play the dance of the goblins, mm. but then there are some parts that I did not know. Uh, going back to that question,
2: what makes you continue to play? Because he has a wife, children who continue to nagging me to play <laughs> 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 like,
5: times <laughs> so so so, <laughs> and he can still
2: practice And he still practices the viola. It's a way of uh, counteracting, like, if he has less time to practice, if you practice on a heavier mm-hmm. instrument, then it saves time in limbering up yours.
0: So that really is the secret. If you're a yeah. musician and you That's wanna right. keep playing for a long time, <laughs> get a will we'll make you play. <laughs> what about you, Ms. Gabaya? What keeps you so spry and active, even in these years?
2: I must say, uh, as a pianist, I've been playing the piano for the past six, seven years, plus the pandemic. And I, I've been busy with many of the things. And somehow I should feel guilty about it, but I didn't feel missed like, singing the piano at all. Until this guy came, uh, we, all of a sudden we had Count uh, Iloilo, and he had been with the trio and the workshop. In fact, yesterday we were supposed to have a workshop for Art of Accompaniment, of which I was supposed to handle also. Two months, but I think I turned 24. I said, Seventy-four.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Gabay. How, how long have you been twenty-four?
2: <laughs> Fifty years ago. <laughs> so I turned thirty-four and I, I mean, and I had to revive my piano playing in a sense. So we really had to buy a new piano, just so I will have a to place to practice on for this trio and all. But it's just like... Months you, three months of Three months It's just like starting again. And well, Lord has been kind. Uh, I would have been happy to do some paperwork and in in you know, but it is clear that for this trio colored it's something we look forward to. So it's really a question of loving what you do and being ready for what comes next, like this collaboration with uh, Jeffrey and Sarah. But just was just March, yeah, no? Yeah, just started talking about. It. We always believe in in God arranging things, opening doors, because we didn't really expect all of this to come true and everything to work out well. So about my being spry, <laughs> you just don't know what happened during our concert in Ilosson last Tuesday, yeah, where I almost passed out <laughs> uh, not knowing that I had an allergic reaction to the to the dust. It's wrong of me to when I was already feeling during the first piece, I thought I could finish I should finish the end of a Mendelssohn trio. That was about 20 minutes long. And then in the end, our doctor, pulvo doctor was in the front row and then they were able to do something. Amazing. I myself am I myself amazed that we can do these things.